0: This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz-Mutchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. I'm so happy to be with you here today. I just returned from a two-week journey to the Holy Land, to the Land of Israel with my family. I feel incredibly lucky to be be able to have brought my family with me to the Holy Land. But after visiting and coming back now to sunny California, I'm left with a really big question. And this question that I'm left with is something that I allow it to sit with me for as long as I can, because each time this question arises, after usually a great experience like taking your family to the Holy Land this question comes up just at the right time to push me in another direction or to push me into a deeper direction. And that question is, what do I stand for? What is it that I stand for? I know what I'm passionate about. I know things mean a lot to me. I know what things don't mean a lot to me. I know so much about myself with so much more to come. The journey of life has so many facets to it. But one of the deepest questions you could ask yourself is, what do you stand for? This quarter of the calendar that we're in are the three months of Tammuz, Av, and Elul. These three months share an energy that we call initiation. Like, even though inspiration is always the precursor to a form of initiation, and ultimately, to initiate, one must be compelled from somewhere, some direction, one way or another, still, All of your life comes down to you doing something with the fact that you are completely unique. Since there is no one else in the world like you, there is something for you to initiate in this world and create a unique impact that only you could make. But in order to find that and in order for it to be uniquely yours, you have to learn how to see where you're from, what was given to you, the journey that you're on as merely a precursor to what you are going to accomplish. So since you are one of a kind, you are the real deal, you have to search for ways to impact the world. You have to search in order to be able to initiate something. In Kabbalah, the terms are effort from below versus effort from above. Meaning when something happens, inspiration happens, doesn't necessarily force you to use your unique side. That's why for you to truly make an impact and to find out what you're about, there's that difficult question of what do you stand for? Not what the people that brought you up stood for or the places that inspired you stood for, but what do you stand for? And what do you do for what you stand for? So, this is clearly difficult. It is difficult to find your mission and to answer this question truthfully. But that's because we're acknowledging you were created by parents. You were formed by their love or lack of. You are formed by the good society or the bad society you're from. But either way, All of these ideas influenced you, all of these energies influenced you. So, how do you realize your potential to impact? So, we said in this quarter, the energy is all about initiation. So, for one, there is a power within these three months to take this question and to allow it to stimulate something very deep. This quarter has actually not been a great quarter for Jewish people historically. Both temples were destroyed on the same day during this time of year. Each destruction brought within it the culmination of an exile for the Jewish people, death to countless of our brothers and sisters, and each time should have actually spelled the end of Jewish life. But, as it happens, we never quit. Jewish life keeps on going. And the reason is, is because it stands for something. It has a message. Today, people think of the temple as a big synagogue. So they're not all caught up in the fact that it was destroyed and whether we need a new one, because we have many synagogues. But the Jewish people who have 613 mitzvahs, 613 ways of connecting to the divine, more than half of them were actually from the temple itself. So we're missing half of our culture with the temple. And with that brings an idea that if it had so much of our culture, then obviously it wasn't just a big synagogue, it was obviously a place where every person felt comfortable being there regardless of where you were holding in your spiritual life. And with the destruction of the temple became the destruction of this idea. Because the temple did not stand for being a big synagogue, it stood for something more. The temple was to earth what the brain is for the body, a central nervous system. Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz, born in Jerusalem in 1927, writes in his book, The Strife in the Spirit, as follows. He wrote, the destruction of the temple deprived the Jewish people of the central axis about which the life of the people revolved and toward which all other life expressions were directed. Since that time, the Jewish people lack the central axis needed to direct the religious life, the national life, the very existence of a people as a national body. Thus, the destruction of the temple was not only metaphysically, but also historically, the removal of the divine presence from the Jewish people. So as long as the temple existed, there is direction, there was significance to the flow of life and to the direction of life. So if we can just find what it stood for and what the direction of Jewish life is, then we can also see what it stands for. And if we could see what it stands for, it could change our peripheral view of what life is all about. I was watching the other day, um, I was watching the other day comedians in cars getting coffee. I was like stumbling there with my words because in my head it was like Jews in cars getting coffee anyways, uh, for, <laughs> so Ricky Gervais is the guest, and he tells Seinfeld a joke. he says he says to Jerry, he says, "A Holocaust survivor says to God after a long life here on earth." He says, he says, a Holocaust joke. And God says, that's not funny. So the guy says, well, maybe you have to be there. And it's like this like potent stop. You know, Jarvey's telling this to Seinfeld. He's a Jewish guy and he's like stopped in his tracks. And he's like, you know, ask him if that's your joke or not. And he said, he takes it in a whole different direction. I I was quite stopped in my tracks. I I hear him say, People tell me I'm arrogant because I don't pray, but why would I pray to somebody who wasn't there, who didn't answer the prayers of people in a Holocaust, and I'm going to pray for my lost keys? And you know what? He's entirely right. Once in a while, when I hear this reasoning and I and I hear these types of questions, it takes up like my full bandwidth because I just want it to sink in. It's like, I wanted to make me uncomfortable. It's very real what happened. It's not that long ago. I should be uncomfortable with so much because of it. But the Holocaust had already happened in Judaism a couple of times. It happened 2,600 years ago with the first temple and 2,069 years ago for the second temple. And each time we had to reckon with If it's about God and if it's about religion, then this is all done. We've got to be done with this. Because where is God? This religion isn't powerful enough to save us. So it has to be about something more, otherwise we wouldn't be here. So what is that more? What does it stand for? And it's why we're still here. Like a forest regenerating or like nature fixing itself, Jewish life continues because its nature is to persevere. Amongst all odds, it needs to persevere. Existence itself is against all odds. You ever see that show, Strange Rock, narrated by Will Smith, where they talk about life on this planet as observed by astronauts? They keep repeating of how slim the odds are that our universe exists. And yet it does. To me, that is what Judaism is. It exists against all odds. The whole universe exists, and the same thing Judaism can still exist. And it's the slimmest of odds that we're still here. So what do we stand for? Well, we stand for redemption. Redemption. We stand for the redemption of nature. We stand for the redemption of the individual. We stand for the redemption of humanity. So when I think about what do I stand for, I think about that I stand for redemption. I stand for the redemption against all odds. What do you stand for? Allow that question to initiate a deeper and wildly more appropriate answer to your existence here on this planet. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to being in touch. You're welcome to reach out to me at word at rabbiparrots.com. i mm-hmm.